0: so when you are careful for nothing you learn to put away all the distractions and all the distractions and seek the face of god in the place of prayer and in communion and in devotion the bible says peace. somebody say peace. peace and it's in that state of peace that ah even if god sighs you hear even if god coughs you hear your biggest advantage as a son of god is the voice of god help me preach to your neighbor say neighbor your biggest advantage as a son of God is the voice of God. So peace makes it easy for you to discern the voice of God. Then the second thing that verse that, that particular scripture, Philippians 4, if you now move to verse 9, it began to say, He says, Whatever things are pure, whatever things are holy, whatever things are good say, Think of these things, and he now said again, the God of peace. So, when you begin to focus on the the Word of God, you begin to meditate on the Word of God. You begin to meditate on the things of God. It's not just that now that you have removed all the distractions in your life. You remove all distractions, but it's not enough. You need to start focusing on the Word of God. What is God saying over your life now? When last did you open the Bible and read and meditate on it? Joshua 1, verse 8, this book of the law should not depart from your mouth then thou shalt meditate only day and night. It didn't say some days. It says day and night. Every day. At least twice a day. If you're going to work, carry your Bible to work. Open it up. Look into some scriptures. Look into some verses. And think about them. You're thinking about... Please open that scripture. Philippians 4 verse 9. Let them see it. The more that you learn how to think on the scriptures, the Bible says, when you think on these things that are holy, that are pure, that are of good report, the Bible says... The God of peace. I am showing you how to hear God every time. This thing we do, we open our eyes and we begin to say, I see this, I hear this. It is our secret. You will never catch me in a place. Being part of if there is something that is disturbing me. I will run away far from that place of disturbance. Because I know that my secret is in my peace. And Satan has strategically planned that every believer will be, that the peace of every believer will be attacked. Anytime you look at the news, you hear one story. Hey, hey. It is Satan's strategy to make you anxious and fearful. And when he gets you to that state, even if God is shouting, don't do this, stay this, call this person. Um, 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 go for this interview. Don't go here. You will not hear the voice of the Spirit. But if you are calm if i take a stone and i drop into a calm water any slightest movement that the stone makes it will reflect in the whole water to be visible true of us so we see and we hear clearly from god because we have learned to invite the peace of god praise the lord the first way we do that is by taking taking out all the distractions being careful for nothing but in all things through prayers and supplication, making our question. And the second is that we focus on the word of God. We meditate only day and night. And that is how we can invite the peace of God. If you're there, say I'm here. Yeah. I said if you're there, say I'm here. Uh, yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Listen, when you can hear from the Lord, then it is. You are ready to command every mountain around your life to, to, to take off. Praise the Lord. So today I'm teaching on mountain moving faith. Can I hear you repeat that time? Say mountain moving faith. This is the scripture I was trying to say. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me. Do it says, and the God of peace. So the preceding verse says, Think on these things, meditate on the word of God. Things that are holy, righteous, pure. But now, as you think on them, do them, then the God of peace. Praise the Lord. I will talk, I'll talk, I'll teach about this some other time. But today I was I just want to focus on how to move mountains. What is a mountain? A mountain is any stubborn case that has refused all forms of solution. A stubborn situation that has that has refused. Solution. That's a mountain. <laughs> I prophesy to one person on the other of my voice. Every mountain in your life will go down. Amen. <laughs> it's not by might, it's not by, it's not by power, it's not by power. By my speed, says God. I said, every mountain will go down. Amen. I thought your email will be louder than this. Amen. Look, our, our anchor scripture today is going to be Mark 11, to 26. I want to show you how mountains can be taken down. But then, I said, mountains are stubborn situations that refuses any solution. Mountains, I'll say that again, are stubborn situations that refuses any solution. Mountains are intimidating situations that will not bow at your attempts to take them out. Mountains are situations in your life that will consistently make you cry. Mountains are situations in your life that will make it easy for you to forget the almightiness of God. Mountains are things, are situations around you that make it look as if there is no God. If you are with me, say, I am here. here. So these are mountains. Look at what is that situation? What What is that sitting in your life that looks like nobody can solve? That even looks impossible for God to solve? That is a mountain. And there is a strategy for moving mountains there is a faith for moving mountains. if you come and shout and shout and cry and cry mountains will not move mountains do not respond to tears are you hearing me there are about three things that mountains respond to. and i'm going to be showing you what mountains respond the kind of faith mountains respond to the three things you do in faith that that will make mountains respond mountains will not respond to doctor If there's a mountain in your health, no matter how hard your doctor tries, it will not go down because your doctor is smart or your doctor is the best experience. I heard of a case two, three days ago. A man called me and he was talking to me. He was typing to me on WhatsApp. Is everybody here? Hello? Look up, please. Everybody look up. Look at me. He was typing to me on WhatsApp and he began to tell me, says, man of God, as I'm typing to you now. I have lost my voice. I can't talk. I don't know what is going on with me, man of God. I feel like witchcraft attack has started. I can't talk. He was typing, he said, As I'm typing to you now, I can't say anything. They are rushing me to the hospital. They've taken me to one hospital. They said, There is nothing wrong with me. They're taking me for another scan. They said, There's nothing wrong with me, but I cannot talk. Man of God, help me. And I took my phone and I called him and I said to him, I said, I, I, I actually sent a voice to it. I said, In the name of Jesus, I rebuke that mountain of dumbness and deafness and that witchcraft activity that has considered a mountain in your life goes down I said in two hours time, I told him in two hours time your mouth will loosen and you, you will have an issue talking exactly two hours from there he called me himself on phone and then he was talking with me now as I'm trying to say that a mountain is a situation that even the best doctors are confused about they try their possible best but they can't do anything about it that's a mountain so how do you address such situations maybe there is a mountain in the, that of your your child they are trying to get into school they jump, written down and the jam is not jumping. how do you attack such situations there are situations in your life that you will look to the left there is no help you look to the right david said i look to the hills where come my help He was faced with a mountain and he was looking for help everywhere and no help was coming. But I came to announce to someone today, by the result of this impartation service for faith, every mountain around your life comes down. If your amen is louder, your delivery is now. Look at the scripture. Jesus was talking to his side. Look at verse. Please, I'm going to rush. So I like 5, 24, 25, 26. I want to sh- share the story of Jesus and how he began to teach his disciples to treat mountains, to treat situations in their life. There was, there was a technique for doing this. I think I'm gonna read from here so that we can faster you can read from the screen whilst I read from um this place. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All right, okay, thank you, have Mark eleven twenty four twenty five and twenty six. Mark eleven twenty four twenty five and twenty six. Look at this. It says, "Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them." Look at verse twenty five. Says, "And and when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have, ought against any that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses." But if you do not forgive, neither will your father, which is in heaven, forgive you. Now, let me, let me, let me read from somewhere. This story was the story of Jesus um, going to the temple. You know, he was going to Jerusalem, from Jerusalem. It was, this was like, this thing happened at the week where Jesus would die. Jesus was, was going to die on a Friday. So this event was happening on a Tuesday. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, to the temple, to begin to to correct the people in the temple from what they were doing wrong. You know, the people in the temple were buying and selling, right? So Jesus was on, on a way to go and, you know, just to go there, to go and worship. And then that was where, on the way, going to that temple, let me just read the story for you. Verse 19. Let me start from verse 19. It says, And when he was come, he went out of the city. And in the morning as they passed by, they they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Okay, this was, I think the story is not, it's because of time. Mm. Because of time. I don't know where to read from because of time. And they brought the, okay, let me just leave this. Let me leave this. I will explain the story to you. But this is where this whole story is. So Jesus was on his way to the temple. And then he saw this fig tree. Amen. Amen. He saw a fig tree. And he wanted fruit from that fig tree. And um. And um. Because the fig tree could not produce fruit. Mm -hmm. The fig tree could not produce fruit. Jesus said to the fig tree, He says, You are cursed. And when He went, and then they were on their way back, the fig tree was dried. He just spoke to a fig tree, and the fig tree changed His nature. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Just a word. Look at when that thing happened, His disciples began to react, and look at what He said to disciples. We have let me start from verse 20. This yes, and in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree had dried up from the roots. Okay, verse 21 says, And Peter calling to remember said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cost is withered away. Verse 22 It says, And Jesus answered, answering said unto them, have faith in God. Verse 23. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he had said shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he said. So Jesus was teaching them how he was able to command a full-grown tree to dry, and instantly the tree dried up. But the time that Jesus crossed the tree and the time they were coming back is not up to five hours. Better still, I think it was within 24 hours. Praise the Lord. So within 24 hours, the tree dried up just by one word. And his disciples were wondering how how was he able to do this? How was he able to speak to a tree, and instantly it dries? How are you able to speak to a person who has who is blind, and instantly their eyes open? How are you able to speak to a person who is dead, and instantly the person comes back to life? How are you able to speak to a person who could not have children, and instantly the person gets pregnant? I I was I received the testimony from. Um, our online platform, a lady who had spots all over her body, black spots all over her body. She was watching live on Facebook. And I spoke over her situation. I said, of course, the Lord revealed it. it says, by this time, the next day, every spot in your body will, will disappear. She sent us a message that the next day, all the spots had disappeared. How can you command things and they respond instantly? Jesus began to teach them the secrets. For commanding a mountain to move and it moves. Are you hearing me? Yeah. But there are people that will pray, ah, Father, this will happen, Father, this will happen, and nothing changes. There are people that will fast, and nothing changes. But why is it that Jesus will just speak? And everything happens at one word. Look at what Jesus said. It was written in red letters. Just barely I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea. Listen, as I'm teaching this message this morning, I want you to begin to envision every mountain in your life. Are you hearing me? Because at the end of this message, we are going to command it to move. And it will move. I thought somebody's amen would be loud now. It, it command it to be moved into the sea and it will, it will happen. Now, how can this happen? How do you command things? mountains to move and they move what's the secret that jesus had that this disciple peter was trying to learn from him look at it in verse 24. therefore i say unto you that whatever you desire when you pray believe that you have received it and you shall have it now the first secret here praise the lord the first secret from this same scripture that jesus Employed to command every mountain to move number one is that he spoke to the mountain somebody says speak to your mountain there are people who speak about the mountain but very few know how to speak to the mountain Oh, this cancer doesn't want to go. Oh, ah, my mates, I'm already pregnant. I can't get pregnant. What is happening? Oh, I've gone to this doctor. He said he cannot do anything. I've traveled abroad. They say IVF failed. Hey, what will I do? No. Jesus did not complain about the fig tree being unable to give it give him fruit. He spoke to the fig tree because you won't give me fruit. You are cursed. Learn not to speak about your mountains. Learn to speak to your mountain. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, learn to speak to your mountain. Don't speak about your mountain. There are people who are very, very comfortable when people come and gather around them and say, Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, sorry, my sister, God, good luck for you. Hey, yeah. there are people that are very happy about that. They, that is how they are they survive. They just want people to gather around them and say, sorry, sorry, sorry. So they complain about this one, complain about this one. Hey, my husband, no, they try you this one, this one. Learn to speak to your mouth. Your husband is misbehaving. There are, there are, there, are, there are declarations you make. Your children, they are acting up, they are misbehaving. You don't say, ah, this is my child. You are so you are so naughty. You are acting so foolish. You are this. No, say, no, my child. You're a wise girl. You're a wise boy. You are going to be great in life. You are, going to, you are going to give me peace. You will not kill me before my time. I didn't kill my father. And that's how my parents used to. <laughs> if, one, if, the, if you do them, do them, do them, they want to feel like you are killing them. Instead of them saying, ah, this child, you will kill me before my time. They say, you will not kill me. Because I didn't kill my father. That's the right way to speak to mountains. There's a stomach situation around you and it's eating you up. You don't go and start complaining about them or talking about them. Say, ah, oh, but this country is ah, hard. This country is ah. hard. You know, the mountain that we are facing now is the economic crisis in Nigeria. So people are complaining, this country, this country is hard. Ah. Even money, you don't know, forget. Even food you don't know, forget. Even, if, ah, what do you will go do for this Buhari? Buhari? No as people are complaining say oh no 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 nigeria is favoring me this economy is blessing me i am not under this economy this economy is too small to handle who i am and whose i am hallelujah yeah, say i'm wealthy i'm rich i'm not in luck money is available there's no money in town but there's money in me there's money here i'm not in luck somebody say i'm not in luck say i'm not in luck say i'm in abundance shout glory to god amen so that is how to speak to a mountain you don't speak about the mountain jesus told them said if you would speak command that mountain to come out of there and be moving it will happen see this is the life of the believer this is the supernatural life of the believer so the first secret for this mountain moving faith is that this mountain moving faith is the kind of faith that speaks as a first, it must do what speak to the mountain Amen. The second thing about this mountain moving faith is that mountain moving faith is the kind of faith that prays for that mountain to move. Praise. You don't just speak, you pray. Look look at the lifestyle of Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus arose a great while. This is recorded in the book of Mark, chapter 3, and the last verse 39. It says, and just arose a great while before day. And the Bible says, as he came out, the multitude came towards him. Praise the Lord. This was Jesus' lifestyle. He wakes up very early morning to pray. And as soon as he's done praying, people begin to look for him. So, when he came to the fig tree, and the fig tree was misbehaving, it was not hard for him to command this fig tree to move, and it moved. So, if you must have a mountain-moving faith, you must be a man of what? You must be a man of prayer. He prayed... And so when he commands things to happen, it just happens. He doesn't pray once in a while. He was a perpetual man of prayer. Look at the next verse. It says, Therefore I say unto you, whatever you desire, when ye pray. What do you desire? Have you prayed about it? You have cried about it? You have complained about it? You've never spoken about it? You've never spoken to it? But you have complained and cried. About, but have you also, have you prayed about that situation? Have you prayed about? It? Just believe that you. are. So in prayers there is also a, a a a formula. When you pray, you don't pray with a level of doubt that ah maybe this thing will not happen or maybe because a man praise the Lord. When you are praying in front of a mountain. remember that what what is most predominant in your mind is that that mountain is there so sometimes you are doubting but if you're going to pray and command the mountain to move don't doubt believe that what you're asking for will be given to you say the loudest amen Amen. so you must pray say somebody say pray pray say louder say pray Pray. say louder say "Pray." Pray. pray so when you pray there are actually three levels of prayers the believer only does one praise the lord yeah. the bible says when you pray believe that you have received and you will have so people pray but they don't they don't believe that they have received what they have prayed for so i want to show you the three levels of prayer matthew 7 and verse 7. he wrote it, he read it doing devotion i want to just explain it better when you are praying there are three things you must do as you pray For every mountain to move. You don't just sit down and pray and ask God, ask God, ask God. No. As you make that form of prayer, you must move to the next level. Amen. Amen. And then you must move to another level. Prayer is not a one-way transaction. Prayer is a two-way transaction. People pray and, and walk out. They don't hear a response. That's not prayer. Prayer is communication. Our communication is not complete until it is two ways. True or false? True or false. So when you pray, you must believe. The Bible says in Hebrew chapter um 4, Rebuch chapter um 13 and verse 4. It says, anybody that was that 4, 5, 6, anybody that was come to me must believe that I am and I am a rewarder. So if you are going to Pray. You must believe that God is actually hearing you, and He will give you back a response. He will reward you instantly. He's going to respond back to you. So when you pray, you don't just pray and and walk out. You pray. You stay there. Look at look at this. Matthew Matthew seven. I thought you. I was giving you time to project the scripture. Matthew seven from verse seven. I want to show them how this prayer thing works. For instance, me when I'm praying about a situation or a mountain, then I I, I, I I oftentimes even go through fasting so that I don't I don't get distracted in the prayer. So I sit down, I sit down, and I'm praying, Father, do something about this. Do something about this. And I'm not just praying, you know, because of the mountain, I'm praying because of a lifestyle. People pray for mountains, they don't pray. Because of lifestyle, they don't have a lifestyle of prayer. Praise the Lord. Let's look, look at this. Let's read it together. One, two, three. Go ask, and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock. Look at verse 8, verse 92. Look at what it says. It says, Ask and it shall be given you. So when you go to prayer and you're asking God don't your your prayer has not finished there's another level there's a level of seek so how come you just went father lord please let this mountain go and you disappear where is the aspect of seeking so when you're asking you're talking to god talking to god the aspect of seeking is where you wait to receive from god amen that is you have prayed you are tired but now you are not going anywhere you are saying no this thing must happen open your Bible and you're saying, God, what are you saying about this situation? God, what are you saying about this mountain? That's how to pray. You listen to messages. You read books. God, this mountain must move. Praise the Lord. I'm showing you how to pray. Then the last is that you must learn to knock. Says, for everyone that asketh receive and and he that seeketh find them and to him that knocketh it shall be opened so you seek after seeking to to receive from god to know what god is saying about that situation about the it, do more than that start knocking somebody say knock. no, no. Uh, Eh, eh, eh. look at what Jesus God told Joshua he told him he says go and gather all the people and march round Jericho seven times are you hearing what I'm saying he says at the seventh time everybody should shout and blow the trumpet this was a wall a mighty wall and they were not just there asking oh Lord this wall of Jericho but for that but for that but What that they were, they didn't do that and when they then they did when they asked they they didn't stay there they moved to seeking so they began to hear god's instruction say march round round and when they received god's instruction they did not sit down there and say oh lord we'll do it we'll do it the next thing they did was to take what action taking action is part of prayers they did not sit down there and say lord the lord said we should march around the city and, and shout seven times everybody get ready we will march." i said lord we will do it and they sat down there no jericho will fall out so after after seeking you must learn to knock so even if there is a mountain before you after seeking and hearing from god what do you do walk through the mountain are you hearing what i am saying the Bible says as they began to march round <laughs> in obedience to God, the mountain gave way. Many mountains have not given way because you didn't hear, you didn't seek enough to hear instructions and you didn't act on the instructions that you heard. And so the mountains is st- still looking at you. Hallelujah. I told, the, I, I told the lady, a lady was diagnosed with HIV AIDS and she was she was really down with that situation she called me and i, I told her what to do i told her who she has been what she has been doing of course and then i told her go and do this and so thing take this and so thing and, so person. and i told her take a cup of water after doing those instructions i said take a cup of water and drink as I, as you drink this water um, everything around this thing in your blood is going to be flushed up. now she was drinking the water, ordinary water. I had prayed on the water. As she, soon as she drank the water, I told her, because the Lord told me that because she had done those instructions, that she has been healed of the HIV. So as soon as she, she, I told her she's healed. She was still scared. She was still fearful. I said, "Don't worry. Go and do a test again in two days' time. You will be healed." She did the test in two days' time, and she came back. And there wasn't HIVS. Now, instructions are what move mountains. Look at a man that was blind. The Bible says that Jesus picked up dust, spat on it, and rubbed it on his eyes, and told him, "Go well, and wash yourself." Instructions. Many times, when I want, to, when I, if God wants to work a miracle through me, I do not just rush to the miracle. I rush to instructions we've seen many miracles in our ministry but we don't we don't rush to see the miracles to walk the miracles mountains move by what? instructions that is what reason why when I started this morning I, I started with how can you condition yourself to hear God's voice clearly so that you can take instructions because your life can only really move forward by instructions, okay? everywhere you go you must see a mountain everything you attempt you must see a mountain you want to build a house you will see a big mountain Maybe it's when you are saving money to build a house that, oh, one of your children begins to develop one see funny illness. And that's the mountain. What is the instruction? I told you, no no son of God can survive without the instructions of God. If you are with me, say, I hear you. you. Now, I want to address every mountain in and around your life. By the instructions of God that is coming from this message today. Every mountain is level. Yeah. I say this as I, I, I say this and I know it as I know my name. Every mountain is level. Yeah. Shout the loudest Amen. Yeah. Now, if you look at that same Mark chapter 11, I'm wrapping up now. That's in Mark chapter 11. The last verse, verse 26, tells us the last secrets that Jesus had. Remember, the first secret that Jesus had was that he spoke to the mountain, he wasn't speaking about the mountain. You don't have money? Don't say you are poor. Say I'm wealthy. I'm rich. I'm a billionaire. You don't have a car? Oh Lord, I'm not going to trek for too long. God is going to going to bless me with cars. You don't have land? You don't have a property? Say ah, I'm a very big man. I have many properties. Speak these words to yourself. When you wake up in the morning, look at the mirror and say, call yourself a wealthy person. That's how to do it. And so Jesus didn't just do that. He went ahead to begin to. Pray. He had a prayer life. He told them pray. Don't just wake up in the morning and you are are going to attack a mountain. They will follow you. Have a lifestyle of prayer. And in your prayer, every day that you pray, as you are praying, ask. Once you ask, seek. As you are seeking, knock. There will be an instruction that will come when you seek that will make you to take certain actions. And that's what moves your mountains. So he didn't just teach them the secret of prayer, The last thing he taught them, which I'm about to mention, is the secret of forgiveness. So, first, the words you speak will will produce a mountain moving faith. Then, the prayer you pray will produce a mountain moving faith. But, more than that, the heart of forgiveness. I have never seen any heart that can move a mountain like a compassionate heart for people there are many christians especially these are the people that even suffer the most they will say it's me and jesus you are like jesus you are all that matters and the next person sitting beside them is their biggest enemy they are keeping malice with their, their colleague and they lift up their hands and say jesus you are my only love you are my all in all and they will still keep malice if jesus came to die for only you his death would not mean anything to you but he came to die for you and for the world so that's why he, when he was teaching he says thou shall love the lord your god and thou shall love your neighbor as yourself so you you, you in fact the bible says if you say you love me and you hate your brother you are in darkness so your love, how God measures your love for him is your love for the next person. How God measures how you have received his love is the way you show it to other persons. Praise the Lord. Everybody you see that works miracle is a person that is moved by compassion. Is a person that is, that his heart is moved by people's predicaments, are you hearing what i'm saying so if you want to move your mountains you must have a heart for people also who have mountains you must seek to help out with people who also have mountains you must seek to forgive let go of people who have offended you praise the lord let go of people who have hurt you Fix your relationship with people. Blessed are the pure in hearts. Or they shall do what? So the pure in heart has a greater advantage. Towards God. God treats those that are pure in heart differently. Praise the Lord listen anytime you nurture unforgiveness or you nurture hatred for people you have given mount- the mountains in your life more ability to suppress you in fact that hatred in you is the baby of the mountain in your life is that is the, the 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 offspring so if a mountain if the, the devil does not want a mountain to move from your life he begins to constitute a way of making you to be unforgiving, making you to be always angry, making you to be only look at what unforgiveness does. Unforgiveness separates you from the mercy of God. Psalm 66 and verse 8. Psalm 66 and verse 8. Unforgiveness separates you from the mercy of God. You will think that you are angry with this person or this is this person that you are fighting against, but you are actually being distanced from God and you are faced with the bad mouthing praise the lord Hallelujah. say heavenly father Hallelujah. help my heart Hallelujah. look at verse 26 of that scripture mark 11 please go to where I actually took. It says but if ye do not forgive neither will your father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses this is what the bible says <coughs> the bible says the prayer of a sinner so if you are still struggling with one person that has annoyed you, you are still angry with one person, it will it will affect you. This is one of the reasons why you are very prayerful, but you are, you are the one carrying the biggest mountain. Unforgiveness is even bigger. The mountain of unforgiveness is bigger than the, any other mountain in anybody's life. Because it just comes and stays in your head. While that mountain is in your health, in your finance, in your family, unforgiveness is inside your head. Is in your mind, it you just stays and refuses. You say, ah, God will tell you, Forgive this person, let go. He say, No, what this person did to me. So, all forgiveness is, is like a chain that holds that pulls you back. And guess who is holding the chain? You, you are the one holding the chain. The chain is pulling you back. I am looking for who is holding the chain. I just like you are the one. Praise the Lord. Says, okay. Not verse, I think it's going to, it's not verse 8, but it's close. Verse 18, not verse 8. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to round up here. If you have somebody who, you are, who has hurt you for, has annoyed you before, let go of that person in your heart now forgive that person forgiveness is not complete until you are able to see the person and treat the person as a human being or treat the person as someone who you never had an issue with and not in pretense until you're able to see this person who's your enemy and you can give a cup of water to the person he's in trouble and you can still help that person so the question if I, if you want to test if you are forgiving a person the question i'll ask you is if that person is in trouble now will you help the person praise the lord Bible says, if you give a cup of water to your enemies, your will heap the cold of fire. Because that's the true test of forgiveness. Praise the Lord. Did you see that? Look at what it says. Because if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So if I refuse to forgive people, if I'm always thinking about their wrongs, anybody that is always on the wrongs of people, God cannot use the person. If you like, ask a bishop, reverend, father, reverend, Doctor, whatever. The Lord cannot use a person who would not let go of the sins against him, the wickedness of men. God can use it. Every time Jesus did a miracle, you hear it, he was moved by compassion. He must have a heart that is always ready to help people, always ready to give people the chance to be people around you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Must have that heart, and then when you have that kind of heart, you will tell the mountain, We remove from this place and be cast into the sea, and the mountain will hear you. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. If Jesus was keeping malice and he said, Hey, you feel three, oh yeah, dry up, (laughs) 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 they will come back and Peter Peter has a sharp man say, Brother J, Alpha, now this is way you go, is it (laughs) there? But do you do the Oh, we went for um, evangelism one of these days one, one day i think you were there and some some guys had accidents one of them broke his hand and another one broke the leg and that one that broke his hand could not even lift his hands The other one that broke his leg also was in pain and then of course the holy ghost i i knew that was a mountain so when you are fearful for nothing, you learn to put away all the distractions and all the distractions and seek the face of God in the place of prayer and in communion and in devotion. The Bible says peace. Somebody say peace. Peace. And it's in that state of peace that, ah, even if God sighs, you will hear. Even if God coughs, you will hear. Your biggest advantage as a Son of God is the voice of God. Help me preach your neighbor. Say, neighbor, your biggest advantage as a son of god is the voice of god so peace makes it easy for you to discern the voice of god then the second thing that verse that that particular scripture philippians 4 if you now move to verse 9 it began to say it says whatever things are pure whatever things are holy whatever things are good report say think of these things and he now said again the god of peace so when you begin to focus on the thing, the word of god you begin to meditate on the word of god you begin to meditate on the things of God. it's not just that now that you have removed all the distractions in your life you remove all distractions but it's not enough you need to start focusing on the word of god what is god saying over your life now when last did you open the bible and read and meditate on it joshua 1 verse 8 this book of the law should not depart from your mouth then thou shalt meditate only day and night. It didn't say some days. It says day and night. Every day. At least twice a day. If you're going to walk, carry your Bible to work. Open it up. Look into some scriptures. Look into some verses. And think about them. You're thinking about, please open that scripture, Philippians 4 verse 9. Let them see it. The moment you learn how to think on the scriptures, the Bible says, when you think on these things that are holy, that are pure, that are good report, the Bible says, the God of peace. I am showing you how to hear God every time. This thing we do, we open our eyes and we begin to say, I see this, I hear this. It is our secret. You will never catch me in a place. Being part of it, if there is something that is disturbing me. I will run away far from that place of disturbance. Because I know that my secret is my peace. And Satan has strategically planned that every believer will be, that the peace of every believer will be attacked. Anytime you look at the news, you hear one story. Hey, hey. It is Satan's strategy to make you anxious and fearful. And when he gets you to that state, even if God is shouting, don't do this, stay this, call this person. Um, 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 go for this interview. Don't go here. You will not hear the voice of the Spirit." But if you are calm, if I take a stone and I drop into a calm water, any slightest movement that the stone makes, it will reflect in the whole water, to be visible, true of us. So we see and we hear clearly from God because we have learned to invite the peace of God. Praise the Lord. The first way we do that is by taking, taking out all the distractions, being careful for nothing. But in all things through prayers and supplication, making our question, and the second is that we focus on the word of God, we meditate only day and night, and that is how we can invite the peace of God. If you're there, say, I'm here. I said, If you're there, say, I'm here. Hallelujah. Listen, when you can hear from the Lord, then it is. You are ready to command every mountain around your life to, to, to take off. Praise the Lord. So today I'm teaching on mountain-moving faith. Can I hear you repeat that term? It's Say mountain-moving faith. This is what the scripture I was trying to say. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. It says, and the God of peace. So the preceding verse says, think on these things. Meditate on the word of God. Things that are holy, righteous, pure, but now as you think on them, do them, then the God of peace. Praise the Lord. I will talk, I'll talk, I'll teach about this some other time. But today I was I just want to focus on how to move mountains. What is a mountain? A mountain is any stubborn case that has refused all forms of solution. A stubborn situation that has that has refused. Solution, that's a mountain. <laughs> I prophesy to one person on the other of my voice: every mountain in your life will go down. Amen. <laughs> it's not by might, it's not by. It's not by power, it's not by power. By my speed, yeah. says the I said every mountain will go down. Amen. I thought your amen will be louder than this. Amen. Look, our our anchor scripture today is going to be Mark eleven twenty four to twenty six. I want to show you how mountains can be taken down. But then I said mountains are stubborn situations that refuses any solution. Mountains, I'll say that again, are stubborn situations that refuses any solution. Mountains are intimidating situations that will not bow at your attempts to take them out. Mountains are situations in your life that will consistently make you cry. Mountains are situations in your life that will make it easy for you to forget the almightiness of God. Mountains are things, are situations around you that make it look as if there is no God. If you are with me, say, I am here. here. So these are mountains. Look at what is that situation? What what is that sitting in your life that looks like nobody can solve? That even looks impossible for God to solve. That is a mountain. And there is a strategy for moving mountains. There is a faith for moving mountains. If you come and shout and shout and cry and cry, mountains will not move. Mountains do not respond to tears. Are you hearing me? There are about three things that mountains respond to. And I'm going to be showing you what mountains respond to. The kind of faith mountains respond to. The three things you do in faith that will make mountains respond. Mountains will not respond to Doctor. If there's a mountain in your health. No matter how hard your doctor tries, it will not go down because your doctor is smart or your doctor is the best experience. I heard of a case two three days ago. A man called me, and he was talking to me. He was typing to me on WhatsApp. Please, everybody here. Hello. Look up, please, everybody. Look up. Look at me. He was typing to me on WhatsApp, and he began to tell me, he says, "Man of God." As I'm typing to you now, I have lost my voice. I can't talk. I don't know what is going on with me, man of God. I feel like witchcraft attack has started. I can't talk. He was typing. He as I'm typing to you now, I can't say anything. They are rushing me to the hospital. They've taken me to one hospital. They said, there is nothing wrong with me. They're taking me for another scan. They said, there's nothing wrong with me. But I cannot talk. Man of God, help me. And I took my phone and I called him and I said to him, I said, I, I, I actually sent a voice to him. I said, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that mountain of dumbness and deafness, and that witchcraft activity that has considered a mountain in your life goes down. I said, In two hours' time, I told him, In two hours' time, your mouth will loosen and you, you will have an issue talking. Exactly two hours from there, he called me himself on phone, and then he was talking with me. Now, as I'm trying to say, that a mountain is a situation that even the best doctors are confused about. They try their possible best, but they can't do anything about it. That's a mountain. So how do you address such situations? Maybe there is a mountain in the, that of your, your child. They are trying to get into school. They're reading jam, reading jam. And the jam is not jamming. How do you attack such situations? There are situations in your life that you will look to the left. There is no help. You look to the right. David said, I look to the hills where I my help. He was faced with a mountain and he was looking for help everywhere and no help was coming. But I came to announce to someone today, by the result of this impartation service for faith, every mountain around your life comes down. Yeah. If your amen is louder, your delivery is now. Yeah. Look at the scripture. Jesus was talking to his side. Look at verse. Please, we're not going to rush. So I like 5, 24, 25, 26. I want to sh- share the story of Jesus and how he began to teach his disciples to treat mountains, to treat situations in their life. There was, there was a technique for doing this. I think I'm going to read from here so that we can faster. You can read from the screen whilst I read from um, this place. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All right. Okay. Thank you, have. Mark eleven twenty four twenty five and twenty six. Mark 25 and twenty six. Look at this. It says, "Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them." Look at verse twenty five. Says, "And and when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have, ought against any that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses." But if you do not forgive neither will your father which is in heaven forgive you now let me let me let me read from somewhere this story was the story of jesus um going to the temple you know he was going to jerusalem from jerusalem it was this was like this thing happened at the week where jesus would die jesus was was going to die on a friday so, this event was happening on a Tuesday. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, to the temple, to begin to, to correct the people in the temple from what they were doing wrong. You know, the people in the temple were buying and selling, right? So, Jesus was on, on a way to go and, you know, just to go there, to go and worship. And then that was where, on the way, going to that temple. Let me just read the story for you. Verse 19. Let me start from verse 19. It says, and when we was come, he went out to the, of the city. And in the morning, as they passed by, they, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Okay, this was, I think, the story is not, it's because of time. Mm. Ooh, because of time. I don't know where to read from because of time. And they brought the, okay, let me just leave this. Let me. I will explain the story to you. But this is where this whole story is. So Jesus was on his way to the temple, and then he saw this fig tree. Amen. Amen. He saw a fig tree, and he wanted fruit from that fig tree. And um. And um. Because the fig tree could not produce fruit. Mm-hmm. The fig tree could not produce fruit. Jesus said to the fig tree, He says, You are cursed. And when He went, and then they were on their way back, the fig tree was dried. He just spoke to a fig tree, and the fig tree changed His nature. Are you mm-hmm. hearing what I'm saying? Just a word. Look at when that thing happened, His disciples began to react, and look at what He said to the disciples. Let me start from verse 20. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree had dried up from the roots. Okay? Verse 21 says, And Peter calling to remember, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cast is withered away. Verse 22. It says, And Jesus answered, answering, said unto them, Have faith in God. Verse 23. For verily I say unto you, That whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he had said shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he said. So Jesus was teaching them how he was able to command a full grown tree to dry, and instantly the tree dried up. But the time that Jesus crossed the tree and the time they were coming back is not up to five hours. Better still, I think it was within 24 hours. Praise the Lord. So within 24 hours, the tree dried up just by one word. And his disciples were wondering how how was he able to do this? How was he able to speak to a tree, and instantly it dries? How are you able to speak to a person who has who is blind, and instantly their eyes open? How are you able to speak to a person who is dead, and instantly the person comes back to life? How are you able to speak to a person who could not have children, and instantly the person gets pregnant? I I was I received the testimony from um our online platform a lady who had spots all over her body black spots all over her body she was watching us live on facebook and i spoke over her situation i said of course the lord revealed it says by this time the next day every spot in your body will, will disappear she sent us a message that the next day all the spots had disappeared how can you command things and they respond instantly jesus began to teach them the secrets for commanding a mountain to move and it moves. Are you hearing me? Yes. But there are people that will pray, ah, Father, this will happen, Father, this will happen, and nothing changes. There are people that will fast, and nothing changes. But why is it that Jesus will just speak? And everything happens at one word. Look at what Jesus said. It was written in red letters. This very Verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea. Listen, as I'm teaching this message this morning, I want you to begin to envision every mountain in your life. Are you hearing me? Because at the end of this message, we are going to command it to move. And it will move. I thought somebody's amen would be loud now. It says, command it commanded to be moved into the sea and it will it will happen. Now, how can this happen? How do you command things? Mountains to move and they move. What's the secret that Jesus had that this disciple Peter was trying to learn from him? Look at it in verse 24. Jeff, I say unto you that whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you have received it and you shall have it. Now, the first secret here. Praise the Lord. The first secret from this same scripture that Jesus Employed to command every mountain to move number one is that he spoke to the mountain somebody says speak to your mountain there are people who speak about the mountain but very few know how to speak to the mountain Oh, this cancer doesn't want to go. Oh, ah, my mates, I'm already pregnant. I can't get pregnant. What is happening? Oh, I've gone to this doctor. He said he cannot do anything. I've traveled abroad. They say IVF failed. Hey, what will I do? No. Jesus did not complain about the fig tree being unable to give it, give him fruit. He spoke to the fig tree because you won't give me fruit. You are cursed learn not to speak about your mountains learn to speak to your mountain say to your neighbor neighbor learn to speak to your mountain don't speak about your mountain there are people who are very very comfortable when people come and gather around them and say hey, uh, hey, yeah yeah sorry yeah, my sister go go do for you hey, uh, there are people that are very happy about that. They, that is how they are. They survive. They just want people to gather around them and say sorry, sorry, sorry. So they complain about this one, complain about this one. Hey, my husband, no, they try you. with this is one, this is one. Learn to speak to your mouth. Your husband is misbehaving. There, are, there, are, there, are, there, are declarations you make. Your children, they are acting, up. they are misbehaving. You don't say ah this is my child you are so you are so naughty you are acting so foolish you are this. no say no my child you're a wise girl you're a wise boy you are going to be great in life you are going to you are going to give me peace you will not kill me before my time i didn't kill my father and that's how my parents used to... <laughs> if what if the if you do them do them do them they want to feel like you are killing them instead of them saying ah, this child you'll kill me for my time They'll say you will not kill me because i didn't kill my father that's the right way to speak to mountains there's a storm situation around you and it's eating you up you don't go and start complaining about them or talking about them Say about ah, oh, this country hard ah, this country hard ah. you know the mountain that we are facing now is economic crisis in nigeria so people are complaining this country this country is hard ah, even money you do forget even for you don't forget even, if, ah, what you we go do for this bohari no as people are complaining say oh no 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 nigeria is favoring me this economy is blessing me i am not under this economy this economy is too small to handle who i am and whose i am hallelujah yes, say i'm wealthy i'm rich i'm not in lack money is available there's no money in town but there's money in me there's money here i'm not in lack somebody say i'm not in lack say i'm not in lack say i'm, in, lack. Say, I'm in abundance Shout glory to God. Amen. So that is how to speak to a mountain. You don't speak about the mountain. Jesus told them, said, if you would speak, command that mountain to come out of there and be moving, it will happen. See, this is the life of the believer. This is the supernatural life of the believer. So the first secret for this mountain moving faith is that this mountain moving faith is the kind of faith that speaks as a first. It must do what? Speak to the mountain. Amen. The second thing about this mountain moving faith is that mountain moving faith is the kind of faith that prays for that mountain to move. Praise. You don't just speak, you pray. Look, look at the lifestyle of Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus arose a great while. This is recorded in the book of Mark, chapter 3, and verse the last verse 39. It says, and just arose a great while before day. And the Bible says, as he came out, the multitude came towards him. Praise the Lord. This was Jesus' lifestyle. He wakes up very early morning to pray. And as soon as he's done praying, people begin to look for him. So, when he came to the fig tree, and the fig tree was misbehaving, it was not hard for him to command this fig tree to move, and it moved. So, if you must have a mountain moving faith, you must be a man of what? You must be a man of prayer. He prayed, and so when he commands things to happen it just happens he doesn't pray once in a while he was a perpetual man of prayer look at the next verse. It Says, therefore i say unto you whatever you desire when ye pray what do you desire have you prayed about it you have cried about it you have complained about it you've never spoken about it you've never spoken to it But you have complained and cried about. but have you also have you prayed about that situation have you prayed about just believe that you are so in prayers there is also a, a a a formula when you pray you don't pray with a level of doubt that ah maybe this thing will not happen or maybe because a man praise the lord when you're praying in front of a mountain Remember that what what is most predominant in your mind is that that mountain is there. So sometimes you are doubting. But if you are going to pray and command the mountain to move, don't doubt. Believe that what you are asking for will be given to you. Say the loudest, Amen. Amen. So you must pray. Say, somebody say, say pray. Pray. Say louder, say pray. Pray. Say louder, say pray. Pray. So when you pray there are actually three levels of prayers the believer only does one praise the lord the bible says when you pray believe that you have received and you will have so people pray but they don't they don't believe that they have received what they have prayed for so i want to show you the three levels of prayer matthew 7 and verse 7 he wrote it, he already doing devotion. i want to just explain it better when you are praying there are three things you must do as you pray for every mountain to move you don't just sit down and pray and ask god ask god ask god no as you make that form of prayer you must move to the next level Amen. and then you must move to another level prayer is not a one-way transaction prayer is a two-way transaction people pray and and walk out they don't hear a response that's not prayer prayer is communication our communication is not complete until it is two ways. True or false? True or false? So, when you pray, you must believe. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter um, 4, Hebrews chapter um, f- um, 13 and verse 4, it says, anybody that was, that' 4, 5, 6, anybody that was come to me must believe that I am, and I am a rewarder. So, if you are going to Pray. You must believe that God is actually hearing you, and He will give you back a response. He will reward you instantly. He's going to respond back to you. So when you pray, you don't just pray and and walk out. You pray. You stay there. Look at look at this. Matthew Matthew seven. I thought you. I was giving you time to project the scripture. Matthew seven from verse seven. I want to show them how this prayer thing works. For instance me when i'm praying about a situation or a mountain then I, I i i i oftentimes even go through fasting so that i don't i don't get distracted in the prayer so i sit down i sit down and i'm praying father do something about this do something about this and i'm not just praying you know, because of the mountain i'm praying because of a lifestyle people pray for mountains they don't pray Because of lifestyle. They don't have a lifestyle of prayer. Praise the Lord. Let's look look at this. Let's read it together. One, two, three, go. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock. Look at verse 8, verse 9. Look at what it says. It says, ask. And it shall be given you. So when you go to pray and you're asking God don't your your prayer has not finished there's another level there's a level of seek so how come you just went father lord please let this mountain go and you disappear where is the aspect of seeking so when you're asking you're talking to god talking to god the aspect of seeking is where you wait to receive from god amen that is you have prayed you are tired but now you are not going anywhere you are saying no this thing must happen you open your Bible and you're saying, God, what are you saying about this situation? God, what are you saying about this mountain? That's how to pray. You listen to messages, you read books. God, this mountain must move. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm showing you how to pray. Then the last is that you must learn to knock. Says, for everyone that asketh receiveth and and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be opened so you seek after seeking to to receive from god to know what god is saying about that situation about man being, do more than that start knocking somebody say knock. no, no. Uh, Eh, eh, eh. look at what Jesus God told Joshua he told him he says go and gather all the people and march round Jericho seven times are you hearing what I'm saying he says at the seventh time everybody should shout and blow the trumpet this was a wall a mighty wall and they were not just there asking oh Lord this wall of Jericho but for that but for that but for that but for that they want they didn't do that and when they then they did when they asked they, did, they didn't stay there they moved to seeking so they began to hear god's instruction say march round right. 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 and when they received god's instruction they did not sit down there and say oh lord we'll do it we'll do it the next thing they did was to take what action taking action is part of prayers they did not sit down there and say lord the lord said we should march around the city and, and shout seven times everybody get ready we will march." i said lord we will do it and they sat down there no jericho will fall out. so after after seeking you must learn to knock so even if there is a mountain before you after seeking and hearing from god what do you do walk through the mountain are you hearing what i am saying the Bible says, as they began to march round in obedience to God, the mountain gave way. Many mountains have not given way because you didn't hear, you didn't seek enough to hear instructions, and you didn't act on the instructions that you heard. And so the mountains is st- still looking at you. Hallelujah. I told, the, I, I told the lady, a lady was diagnosed with HIV AIDS. And she was she was really down with that situation. She called me and I I told her what to do. I told her who she's been, what she has been doing, of course. And then I told her go and do so and so thing, take so and so thing, so and so person. And I told her take a cup of water. After doing those instructions, I said take a cup of water and drink. As I as you drink this water, um, everything around this thing in your blood is going to be flushed out. Now she was drinking the water ordinary water i had prayed on the water as as soon as she drank the water i told her because the lord told me that because she had done those instructions that she has been healed of the hiv so as soon as she she, i told her she's healed she was still scared she was still fearful i said don't worry go and do a test again in two days time you'll be healed she did the test in two days time and she came back and I wasn't HIVS. Now, instructions are what move mountains. Look at the man that was blind. The Bible says that Jesus picked up dust, spat on it, and rubbed it on his eyes, and told him, "Go well, and wash yourself." Instructions. Many times, when I want to, when I, if God wants to work a miracle through me, I do not just rush to the miracle. I rush to instructions. We've seen many miracles in our ministry, but we don't we don't rush to see the miracles to walk the miracles. Mountains move by what? Instructions. That is what reasons why when I started this morning, I I started with how can you condition yourself to hear God's voice clearly so that you can take instructions because your life can only move forward by instructions. Okay? Everywhere you go, you must see a mountain. Everything you attempt, you must see a mountain. You want to build a house, you will see a big mountain. Maybe it's when you are saving money to build a house that like, oh one of your children begins to develop one see funny illness. And that's a mouth. Of it. What is the instruction? I told you no, no son of God can survive without the instructions of God. If you are with me, say I hear you. I hear you. Now, I want to address every mountain in and around your life by the instructions of God that is coming from this message today. Every mountain is level. Yeah. I say this as I, I, I say this, and I know it as I know my name. Every mountain is level. Yeah. Shout the loudness, amen. Yeah. Now, if you look at that in Mark chapter 11, I'm rounding up now. That's in Mark chapter 11. The last verse, verse 26, tells us the last secrets that Jesus had remember the first secret that jesus had was that he spoke to the mountain he wasn't speaking about the mountain you don't have money don't say you are poor say i'm wealthy i'm rich i'm a billionaire you don't have a car oh lord i'm not gonna trek for too long god is gonna, gonna bless me with cars you don't have land you don't have a property say ah, i'm a very big man i have many properties speak these words to yourself when you wake up in the morning look at the mirror and say call yourself a wealthy person that's how to do it and so jesus didn't just do that He went ahead to begin to pray. He had a prayer life. He told them, pray! Don't just wake up in the morning and you are are going to attack a mountain. They will follow you. Have a lifestyle of prayer. And in your prayer, every day that you pray, as you are praying, ask. Once you ask, seek. As you are seeking, knock. There will be an instruction that will come when you seek that will make you to take certain actions and that's what moves your mountains. So he didn't just teach them the secret of prayer. The last thing he taught them, which I'm about to mention, is the secret of forgiveness. So first, this the words you speak will, will, it will produce a mountain moving faith. Then the prayer you pray will produce a mountain moving faith. But what more than that, the heart of forgiveness. I have never seen any heart that can move a mountain like a compassionate heart for people there are many christians especially these are the people that you know suffer the most they will say it's me and jesus you are like jesus you are all that matters and the next person sitting beside them is their biggest enemy they are keeping malice with their their colleague and they lift up their hands and say jesus you are my only love you are my all in all and they will still keep malice If Jesus came to die for only you, his death would not mean anything to you. But he came to die for you and for the world. So that's why when he was teaching, he says, thou shalt love the Lord your God, and thou shalt love your neighbor as yourself. So you, you... In fact, the Bible says, if you say you love me and you hate your brother, you are in darkness. So your love, how God measures your love for him is your love for the next person. How God measures how you have received his love is the way you show it to other persons. Praise the Lord. Everybody you see that works miracle is a person that is moved by compassion is a person that is that his heart is moved by people's predicament are you hear what i'm saying so if you want to move your mountains you must have a heart for people also who have mountains you must seek to help out with people who also have mountains you must seek to forgive let go of people who have offended you Praise the Lord. Let go of people who have hurt you. Fix your relationship with people. Blessed are the pure in hearts. Or they shall do what? So the pure in heart has a greater advantage towards God. God treats those that are pure in heart differently. Praise the Lord. Amen. Listen. Anytime you nurture your own forgiveness or you nurture your hatred for people, you have given mount- the mountains in your life more ability to suppress you. In fact, that hatred in you is the baby of the mountain in your life. Is a, is the, the 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 offspring. So if a mountain, if the, the devil does not want a mountain to move from your life. Begins to constitute a way of making you to be unforgiving, making you to be always angry, making you to be only look at what unforgiveness does. Unforgiveness separates you from the mercy of God. Psalm 66 and verse 8. Psalm 66 and verse 8. Unforgiveness separates you from the mercy of God. You will think that you are angry with this person or this is this person that you are fighting against. But you are actually being distanced from God, and you are faced with the bad- mouthing. Mal- Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Say, Heavenly father, Heavenly father, help my heart. Hallelujah. Look at verse twenty-six of that scripture, Mark eleven. Please go to where I actually it Says, but if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. This is what the Bible says. <coughs> the Bible says the prayer of a sinner. So if you are still struggling with one person that has annoyed you, you are still angry with one person, it will it will affect you. This is one of the reasons why you are very prayerful, but you are you are the one carrying the biggest mountain. Unforgiveness is even bigger. The mountain of unforgiveness is bigger than the, any other mountain in anybody's life, because it just comes and stays in your head. While that mountain is in your health, in your finance, in your family, unforgiveness is inside your head. Is in your mind. It just stays and refuse. You say, ah, "God will tell you, forgive this person." Let go. He say, no. "No, what this person did to me." So, all forgiveness is is like a chain that holds that pulls you back. And guess who is holding the chain? You. You are the one holding the chain. The 18 is pulling you back. I am looking for who is holding the chain. the like one. Praise the Lord. Says okay. Not verse. I think it's going to it's not verse eight, but it's close. Verse 18, not verse 8. Thank you, Jesus. We're gonna round off here. If you have somebody who you are who has hurt you for, has annoyed you before, let go of that person in your heart now. Forgive that person. Forgiveness is not complete until you are able to see the person and treat the person as a human being, or treat the person as somebody who you never had an issue with, and not in pretense. Until you are able to see this person who is your enemy and you can give a common water to the person, he's in trouble and you can still help that person. So the question, if I, if you want to test if you are forgiving a person, the question I will ask you is, if that person is in trouble now, will you help the person? Praise the Lord. Bible says, if you give a cup of water to your enemies, your will heap the coal of fire. Because that's the true test of forgiveness. Praise the Lord. Did you see that? Look at what it says. Because if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So if I refuse to forgive people, if I'm always thinking about their wrongs, anybody that is always on the wrongs of people, God cannot use the person. If you like, ask a bishop, reverend, father, reverend, doctor whatever the lord cannot use a person who would not let go of the sins against him the wickedness of men god can use it every time jesus did a miracle you hear it he was moved by compassion he must have a heart that is always ready to help people always ready to give people the chance to be people around you are you hearing what i'm saying you must have that heart, and then when you have that kind of heart, you will tell the mountain, We remove from this place and be cast into the sea, and the mountain will hear you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! If Jesus was keeping malice and he said, Hey, you feel three, oh yeah, dry up. <laughs> <laughs> they will come back and Peter, you know, Peter has a sharp man, Jay this is the way you go, is the day. <laughs> we went for uh, evangelism one of these days one, one day i think you were there and some some guys had accidents one of them broke his hand and another one broke the leg and that one that broke his hand could not even lift his hands the other one that broke his leg also was in pain and then of course the holy ghost i i knew that was a mountain